This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. D-O-I in apostrophe, I-T-W-I-T, H-T-A-N-N-Y, and J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Thank you, Eli Braden. Oh my gosh. You know, I, uh, I get I'm doing the podcast emotional. I'm doing the podcast today, uh, from my car because I don't know if anybody, any comics have ever brought this up, but, um, <laughs> the city of Los Angeles, the traffic sometimes is bad. Um, and, uh, I'm going to do a tight five on that later tonight. I'm doing a set. Um, so, um, <laughs> but just getting to listen to my, I got to hear our theme song. My car is like part of like you know, you're driving around LA, listening to your favorite music, and I got to hear the great Eli Braden. Yeah, a song about you. It's your favorite thing. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to Daniel, my brother, uh, because I figure Elton John wrote that about me, and Oh, Danny Boy, and um, yeah. So there you go. Um, God, uh, you know, sometimes we put on a podcast. I say this every week, but holy shit, the guests we're getting. I mean, we got, we got heavy hitters. We got heavy hitters, and it's like I always, you know, every time we do a, have a big heavy hitter, I always feel bad for the next person. How are they going to top it? And Jesus Christ, we're all living in our next guest's shadow, I think. Yeah. I know as much as you're not going to like this because he has an Emmy. Oh, I heard about that. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I, he, it, Danny likes to be it, the it, only one with Emmys, so I'm sorry about that. Emmy is plural. And, I, think, I think how many do you have, Danny? It's not important. And I don't, you know, I stopped counting after four, but I have five. Um, so, uh, but uh, um, one, let's, I mean, he has one Emmy that we know of. Um, I mean, look, the guy is an actor. He's a director, a humanitarian. He's the great Chad Lowe. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, I was just going to finish that sentence for you and say, hi, I'm Chad and I am an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we like to say that know, at the end of the show, which is yeah, also, which is also true. Uh, look, I'm, a, I'm what a, are I'm you most fan. proud of being an alcoholic or the Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick one. You can't I like pick one. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm, I, I honestly, I think I probably am most proud of, of I'm, I only have one Emmy, but I have 18 years of recovery. So I'm going to go with the 18 years of recovery. And I'm going to yeah. give it up for that. That's we'll give it up for that's that. definitely but, more yeah, impressive. I'm, I'm more about my Emmys than about not doing <laughs> cocaine anymore. Only because, you know, I can t- they can take away my sobriety anytime. But those Emmys are forever, you know. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, Danny, I've uh, never, I've never thought of it that way. And now that you bring that up and you've mentioned that, that's actually true. Because I, as we say, we're only an arm's length away from a drink or a drug, and we're only twenty-four hours. We only count twenty-four hours. You, that's just not. Yeah. I am my Emmy 
I could push it. I, 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 there's no way to get rid of my Emmy. I mean, because I could break it. I actually have two Emmys, truth be told. Um, the first oh, one. Oh, man. Now I'm frightened. Yeah, the first one I got for the same role broke in the 94 Earthridge earthquake. Uh, oh! The, yeah, the, the um, what did I call it? Earthridge? It's not Earthridge. It's Northridge. Northridge. Northridge earthquake. Um, and it broke. And they gave me a new one. And so I have two Emmys. I have a broken Emmy, uh, which I keep right next oh. to the to the the new and improved Emmy. It's all for the same job. So it really, I think it only counts for one Emmy, but I like to, it looks like I've won two Emmys. <laughs> how That's broken I mean. is it? Like how, how much did it break? That it, 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 broken, it broke enough that they felt bad enough to replace it with a new one. It's like the globe broke and I think her wings broke. And oh. um, yeah. But do you think that they would give someone else a replacement Emmy if the part really wasn't that great that they won it for? Like, That's the, you if bring Danny up another, broke an yeah. Emmy, yeah. do you think they would give Danny a replacement? Oh, they would definitely. I mean, I, uh, I, I pay too many dues. They would definitely. I like, I remind, one of my favorite jokes from any award show was Norm MacDonald, who was hosting the ESPYs, um, was honoring the Heisman Trophy winner. It got no laugh in the room, but I, it, everybody, comedy would crack up. Um, and he's like, you should be very proud. And that's uh, the Heisman Trophy. That's something no one can take away from you unless you kill your wife. Which I thought was just such a brutal. I was going to say there had to have been an OJ joke coming with that. Of course, of course. (laughs) And to do an OJ, and to do an OJ joke at the ESPYS not too long after, brilliant. It's just like something tells me he did not clear that. I think Norm probably just rolled, saved that one. He kind of hip pocketed that one and just said, "I'm going to drop this." I feel like he probably got a long list of things what he couldn't say and that he was supposed to sign it or something at the. Sorry, that was that. That was a spam risk on my phone, and I don't know how to oh. change my phone from ringing on my computer. Jenny, I've interrupted you. I'm so sorry. It was probably not worth it, Danny. Knows. No, I, mean, I feel like Norm, everything Norm does, I feel like he's told what not to do, and he just nods along, and then he just goes and does whatever he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, no, I think definitely, and I kind of now, just to, to, to back up chat, Norm. I mean, I think we should get these spam risks on ours just so, like, if one of us is going on about a story we don't like, just you hit the spam risk and then we're, we're set. Yeah, it could be like an alarm or just a boring story. Yeah, I, I like it. Well, Chad, honestly, thank you so much for doing the show. As you know, like, you know, I've, you know, I've been a fan of yours for years and, you know, we just, we adore you. And so it's, it's, it's really a pleasure to have you on. You're one of the, uh, you're uh, one of those people who is just, I didn't know you before you got your sobriety chip, I don't think, but um, who is just kind of universally beloved, at least in sobriety. So (laughs) the bar is pretty low in those in the rooms, but I am I am a fan of both of yours. And so uh, I am really happy. I could let you guys just riff and just sit here and and enjoy hearing you both riff. But then that would be kind of boring for me or well, I don't know if people would be like, why did you even have a guest? By the way, Oh, do, do y'all, do you, the two of you know each other? Pre, have y'all met before? We've met, yeah. Haven't we met, Chad? I know I met you in person at least. No, once. we 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 have met. Um, we had this, we were talking about that. That Danny had let me know we had the same manager. I yeah, want to say not twenty some years ago. Twenty five. At one point, yes, we had the same it was, manager. It was, I was only with him briefly. Yes, that's true. And um, 
And so, and we've met, I believe, I think I, I've certainly seen you on, we, I shadowed uh, to direct an episode of um, when I was, I shadowed a director on Modern Family and I, I saw you there yep. and I got to hang out with you there and um, I've seen you on the lot and obviously yeah, no, it, yeah, all no, we've run into all each other. Yeah. Yeah, all, all the meetings. <laughs> no, I ran into you last time. It was like I think I was talking. Yeah, you just have. Yeah, you were directing one of the grinders, and yes. um, I, I ran into you then um, when uh, um, with your brother and Fred, and uh, yep. um, so that was uh, but yeah. So look, you know, show business. We have showbiz friends. I got Chad Lowe. Whatever, it's not a big deal. <laughs> It really isn't. It really isn't uh, a big but, deal. <laughs> and no, Jenny I, and I, Jenny and I have known each other from the, from, from the Twitter box. Um, we have, I have been a fan of, of yours and, um, and, and I have, have been followed a fan you. Of, yeah. I've been a fan of yours. We've, we've been Twitter buds for, I don't know how many years now. You know, and I just watched uh, the uh, social dilemma, which is a documentary yes. I have to recommend. Mm-hmm. If you, I saw it too. You, you haven't watched it it's yeah. obviously and to your listeners it's um it, they'll watch it and immediately half of them will delete all their social media accounts <laughs> but but um twitter has been uh you know it started out as a lot of fun yes. and i got to you know know people like jenny and i and and danny you you're you're legendary also on twitter you had a um, a bit of a running uh feud with some guy i forget some famous yeah, guy I forget- that, I forgot. I forgot his name. It was like yeah. a guy from a reality show, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. He, that's right. He had. Some, he like. He would hire and fire people on some reality show. Yeah. I, yeah, and then I, I, you and then continued on doing that in everyday and, life. Yeah. And you eviscerated. <laughs> you just like eviscerate. You eviscerated him. Um, yeah. And and I made me love you even more. Uh, oh. So Twitter, Twitter has been. You know, Twitter has been. Uh, has has not all been bad for yeah. me. I've. I've been met some pretty amazing people and heard some pretty amazing stories and certainly love the commentary and the humor that you both have brought over the years. And, 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 and likewise. And yeah, Yeah. you know, know, like I wouldn't, Jenny's like one of my best friends in the whole damn world. And I, I certainly wouldn't have known her without Twitter. Exactly. That's how I mean. Yeah. Wow. Sure. It's destroyed society, but I, you know, I I found, I found a friend, so it's been worth it. We're like, oh, you're a horrible person. I am too. Yeah, we became friends too. like immediately. <laughs> it was like the sweetest thing. And I'm uh, just was... so drawn to horrible people. What does that say? I mean... about me? <laughs> we find so... each other just moths to a flame. It's like, oh, I, I've often found now where like if I make a new friend, another comic or something, and it's like, oh, you exchange numbers. And then I start thinking, should I send them something really awful? Like I have so many just like terrible videos pictures on my phone that I want to just send them to get a yep. feel for if this yes. is going to be someone that I want. <laughs> Have you ever done that work? But sometimes you miss the mark. You're like, this person will really enjoy this Japanese they, woman yep. shooting eels out of her asshole or something. And then you're like, oh, okay, whoa, that I went too far. My, <laughs> my bad. I wish you well, had, I wish, please send me that when we're done. I will. I'll okay, send them all. You will be sorry, Chad, because like I have a high tolerance for all this stuff, and even Jenny knows. Yeah. Like we, we have other friends, and <laughs> I will frequently like we'll be out, and she'll be talk. They'll be talking about the things she sent, and Jenny will always go, "I didn't send that to you because I knew it would upset you too much." Now I didn't realize that there was that I had a threshold for gross out, but a pair, but Jenny found it for me. Yes. 
And I'll, I'll stop people from like, we can be at a dinner table and someone will, I'll see that phone going Danny's way. I'm like, no, that's too much yeah. for Danny. He'll start crying. Yeah, I, he doesn't like I that. Don't, yeah, yeah, no. You, you know what? I'm good with like none of the poop stuff. I'm fine with that. I don't, like, I don't want the poop stuff either. That's, that is a bit okay. much for me. The two girls, yeah. one cup, that was, there was no. a lot. Yeah. I mean, no. I, thought it was, I thought it was well shot. You know, so I, I know Chad as a director has often cited it as an influence. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it is absolutely an influence, but yeah, I, I draw the line. I'm a little anal retentive. So I, I kind of draw the line at that stuff too. And having, and having, there's gotta be a better word for everyone talking about poop, but go on. Well, if it isn't anal retentive, doesn't that kind of cover? I guess it does. I guess it, it falls into that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it or did I misspeak and it means something? No, I no, no. No, we, were, we, we, we said we poop and you said anal and we're not mature, so that we like that's what we are. If we got poop and anal and both Jenny and my head has exploded because it was too much for us to live. And if you had accidentally said something with the number sixty nine in it, we would have had to stop the podcast. Well, yeah, we would have paused it and been like Do you ever say do do? Oh yeah. I we, say it a lot. I say, you know, yeah. what I what what he I did. We you do do is you put then people will stop yes. me and catch me on that, and I'm yeah. somewhat annoyed by that. I think mainly because I'm anal retentive and I don't like poop and like stuff, talk, jokes. I don't yeah. like the word. I just and I have three young children, so it's you know there's a lot of talk about farts and poops. I like the word toot. I prefer the word toot. It just it's easier on the ear than fart. I just hearing your five-year-old say that she has to fart is just something about it. <laughs> it's it, like, it she really sounds r- like a 50-year-old divorced man. Like, come on. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> it just doesn't no, sound I mean, right. For me, I, I mean, I like the words. I like the jokes. And yeah, I've never been in a comedy writer room where that do-do thing doesn't come up and it doesn't stop the room completely. Like, no matter what. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and I actually want to believe that in the darkest drama in the world, like, if they, at the punch-up for Schindler's List, Somebody was like, um, somebody said doo-doo. The whole room went, doo-doo. I, there's no question for me that that would have happened. But um, <laughs> Schindler's is, List. I, I like that Schindler's List also had a punch-up session. Yeah. It's a try. <laughs> uh, they brought Norm MacDonald in on that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, God. What's the, who is the guy with the glasses? Who, um, oh, oh, Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche to do a pass. Oh, Bruce Valanche. God, I used to see Bruce Valanche at um, that place on Santa Monica Boulevard that had the eggs and the pasta. What was that place called? You remember that place that was like everybody went for industry breakfasts? Oh, like was King's that, Road Hugo, or, or Hugo's? Hugo's or Hugo's? That's it. Yeah. Hugo's. Is it still there? Hugo's? It's still yeah. there. It's still there. And I actually had a Bruce Valanche sighting there as well once. So I think there he lives go. there. He, I think he, he must. Lives there. Well, Chad, I want to talk about you for a second. If I you know, let's do it. I, I want to talk about I, me too. Yes. As, much, want, as, I, as yeah. much as we love talking about ourselves, this time we're so, going to talk about our guests. Yeah. I mean, I want to know just a little bit, you know, because we've talked to, we've talked to like young stars, you know, when they were, when they were young, kind of coming up on what that was like growing up. But I don't think we ever talked to somebody who also, had a brother doing it and what that must have been like in the, like we, we, that, like we, we had two of you. Well, I mean, I, I, like, 
in, in terms, I mean, I know that was just what you grew up with. So that was normal. But did you, I mean, what was the, I mean, my sisters and I, um, we fought all the time and we were not um, vying for movie roles or, 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 <laughs> or TV shows or, uh, or things like that. What was that dynamic like? I mean, between you two and what, and has it evolved now or what, right? Have you always been close? Are you close? You know, all of it, you know, that's what I wanted to know. All, all of it. Okay. Um, there, there, uh, we are very close. We have not yeah. always been very close. Uh, just like yeah. any siblings, you kind of go in and out sometimes. Yeah. Um, and but we are extremely close now uh, and grew up. Uh, we have I have two other brothers, a brother, Justin and a brother, Micah. And uh, Micah and I share the same mother and a different father. And Justin okay. and I share the same father and a different mother. If you're keeping score at home, I'm so sorry. Wow. It's not easy. It's like when I was dating, I, I and you get into like, so tell me about your family. I wanted to always have like a placard I could just hand over across the table because it's a little, it's a little fractured and confusing. But Rob and I have the same parents. And so okay. Rob and I uh, um, spent almost every waking hour together uh, growing up till, a, honestly, till he went away to do The Outsiders, oh. um, which was really interesting because as- how old, were, how, old were both, how old were both of you when that happened? Uh, geez, I think- uh, he must have been 16, 7, 18, maybe. And so I'm four, you know, three, almost four years younger than he is. So, um, uh, well, but, but were y'all in Los Angeles or were you? You're yeah. From- so from Dayton, Ohio. Right. Um, and so what, what we would do in the summers before anybody was at, I mean, Rob, I have to hand it to him. He always knew he was going to be an actor. He always wanted to be an actor, even in Dayton, Ohio, doing, you know, little, you know, kind of, uh, public access shows and, and sure. school plays and whatnot. But I, um, and I was determined not to follow in his footsteps, ironically. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so that, that, that's part of, you know, something I've had to come to terms with over the years, many, many dollars spent therapy and hours on the couch, but I, um, we would spend the summers together in Dayton, Ohio, because we were, we had moved to California in 1977. So I was uh, just nine. And we would then in the summer, as soon as school was let out, my mom would ship us off to Dayton, Ohio uh, from Malibu. You can imagine you're going to, I I would wintered in Dayton, in Malibu, California, and summered in Dayton, Ohio at the YMCA and the local Dairy Queen. And uh, so we would literally, it was just, you know, Rob and I, and we'd sleep till one o'clock in the afternoon and figure out grace for food. And then my dad would come home, get off work around 5.30 or six. And we'd, you know, play mini golf or play tennis or go to a movie and order pizza every night. It was kind of great, but kind of also like, you know, there wasn't a t- tremendous amount of structure <laughs> in yeah. that. And, and I had a stepmom who was around at the time and she worked also. But so I always had a very interesting perspective on living out here, which is all other. I know that's not what you asked me, Danny. I'm not avoiding. The no, question. no, it's a, no, no, I no. I, it's all, this is all really good background. No, keep going. It's, it, it's uh, and so um, we would uh, I always felt, you know, like out of place everywhere I was. It, it, it explains my alcoholism, really. Um, <laughs> I, I never felt like I belonged in either place. I always felt like a visitor in California and Malibu and a visitor when I was in Dayton, Ohio. So I'm perfect for showbiz, actually. I was, yeah, no, definitely. I, you know, 
Um, so uh, it, I found a group of myth, misfits who, who understood me. Um, but Rob, you know, always, God bless him. He always knew he wanted to be an actor. And I um, was determined not to be. Uh, and we moved to Point Doom, uh, which is out as kind of a part of Malibu. And yeah. on, on our block, uh, we had the Sheens. Um, so that who I knew as um, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Estevez. Yeah, and, yeah. and so we, uh, Martin, ironically, is from Dayton, Ohio also. And so I know it's really wow. strange. <laughs> so, um, and isn't that weird? So um, my uh, Charlie and I found each other through baseball and our love of the Cincinnati Reds. And so while Rob and Emilio were talking about, you know, going out and auditioning and they're going to be actors, uh, you know, Charlie and I were like smoking pot and drinking beer and playing baseball and, and determined not to follow in their silly footsteps. And of course, one day, I said, I think we're literally like, in, in, I was over at, with Charlie. I'm like, dude, I think I'm going to try acting. He's yes, so am I. And I was like, oh no, really? Like, what does this mean? You know, we're not going to be like those two guys. And we ended up auditioning to play best friends in a TV movie and we got cast and it was called Silence of the Heart about teenage suicide. <laughs> and so- I thought, how, what was the punch up room on that like? It, it, it was, um, you know, I was too young to really be privy to that, but I'm sure, I think <laughs> Norm MacDonald was one of the- Yeah, Norm MacDonald did punch and, what, and how old were you at this time? I was uh, like 15 and I, so I think I was 14 or 15, 16, because I could drive. But, um, but so- and this Robin, was like a, was this like a movie of the week? It wasn't. Yes, it was. A, it was a, an MOW movie of the week. So I, in, in the eighties, it was always like suicide, kidnapping, a lot of kidnapping. Yes. Everyone got kidnapped. Yes, a lot heavy. of the, it was. It was the women in peril. Then we went to like. <laughs> I think I. I think I've I've done TV movies with like Lindsay Wagner and like if you name oh, yeah. like a a female star from the seventies and eighties, I I've done a TV movie with them pretty wow. much. But um, so 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 we um we you know, started acting and, and I, you know, I had to look, I, there's a lot of talk right now about nepotism. I I've been reading a lot of articles and I saw this Twitter exchange with a gentleman who I don't know who he is. And, um, was it the and, Ben Stiller? One? Yeah. And Ben Stiller responded, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. And what was um, it? it? It's just this, it was a conversation about, you know, again, I, I don't know the specifics, but there were some famous, children who were making a movie uh yeah. spielberg's kid and somebody else's kid and, and, and starring someone else's kid it's like yeah and, all, and, yeah you know like um thank god they didn't have twitter back in the day when i'm hanging out with sean penn chris penn <laughs> charlie sheen and emilio estevez and rob and we're making super eight movies in the backyard that would have been like yeah. you know look at these look at these kids you know there's so much nepotism going on but um you know, I, I've thought about it a lot myself. I'm so not answering your question, Danny. I realize this, but I want no, to no, be a no, big... this is, You're answering, I have to be honest with you. You're, you're, you're making this much more, don't worry about my question because this is much yeah. more, this is all what my question was about. It's about. And, okay. and this is how this podcast goes. It's not, <laughs> we just like. We just go. Okay, good, go. good. So it, it, it's just an interest. It's interesting that, you know, I have a, a unique perspective on that. Being from Dayton, Ohio, my mother was a school teacher and then, uh, you know, a mother raising three kids. And then my father, who's still an attorney in Dayton, Ohio, is an attorney. 
And so I never felt a part of like showbiz, you know? And so like you, the question of like, how did that feel like for Rob and I to, to both be actors yeah. growing up in a house, our mother was the aunt, she was the, the anti stage mother. I mean, she, yeah. so to the extent that she made Rob, when he said he was going to start acting, take the bus from point doom all the way into Hollywood as a 12 year old for commercial wow. auditions where you'd go in, you'd sign your name in, smile for a Polaroid. And that was your audition. Yeah. And then back to point two, back for two <laughs> more hours on a bus. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and you know, um, so uh, Rob blazed the trail and I have benefited from that. And so I understand how the perception is that nepotism plays a part in people, you know, getting opportunities. And, and it's true. But I, I equate it a lot to like white privilege, which is absolutely white privilege exists. I absolutely accept a pri the privilege that I was born into by being born sure. white. I totally yeah. accept that and understand that. And as a friend of mine, and I had a conversation, a, a black friend of mine who's an actor said it, that acknowledging that doesn't in any way diminish struggles that I may have or have not had. And, and that was, that was, you know, when I was trying to wrap my head around that whole concept, I went, you know, I, that I understand because like I came from a pretty fucked up broken family with, you know, like I was loved, but it was like, you know, my mom was married three times, three times. And my dad's been married three times. And, the you know, so it was not, a, I didn't have like a simple, easy childhood, but I certainly recognize my privilege and I have no problem accepting that much like I accept that nepotism has played a part in my uh, getting into show business. Doing it nation. I'm coming to you, Jenny Johnson, comedian, writer, all around, straight up G. I'm about to let you know about Athletic Greens AG1 that I just started taking because now that I'm 44 years old and, you know, mama gets a little tired from time to time. And I'm telling you, this green drink is amazing. I don't want a lot of sugar because I still got to keep my body looking tight. This has low sugar. It tastes great. It helps me sleep at night. Another thing I have problems with. And I just feel good all the way around. The most important thing for me is it containing less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I am forever searching for healthy options, low in sugar and high in taste, and AG1 is the perfect fit for me. It gives me all the energy I need during the day. I get a great night's sleep, and you know what? I look amazing. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I think AG1 does. AG1 is where it's at. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash doing it. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash doing it to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Doing It Nation, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props and futures. Head to Bet Online and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50, that is CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. And getting For the opportunities. Sure. And so, so I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you please. 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 No, you go ahead. I'm actually interested. You keep telling um, I'm actually interested. Not actually. <laughs> I was going to say cut that, but I want people to hear that I do this to people all the time. You're not going to believe I, this. I'm actually interested. Go ahead. No, oh my God, Jenny, has he ever, has, Jenny, has he ever said that to a guest? Did oh, I feel absolutely. I say it to everybody. Or I'll say, he said it to a fucking astronaut, Scott Kelly. He's like, you know, no, I'll let you go. It's it's and I don't mean it that way. I, it's a fucking weird take. I do it in writers' rooms all the time. Someone will pitch an idea, and I'll go, "Yeah, you know what? That's that's actually a good idea." And they'll be like, "Thank you." It's like, no, I mean, I'm just like so happy. So go on. So anyway. every other idea you've had has been shit. It's right. kind of like people. Yeah. People, I never trust people who say, "You know what? I'll be honest with you," or "You know what? I'll honestly, be either." I'm like, yeah. wait. What, why do you preface it that way? Has everything else been bullshit out of your mouth? Like, why do you have to say that? Um, I agree. But, but my point is that um, that Rob's having, you know, kind of uh, blazed the trail, open doors for me and open. And because, it, it, listen, having a recognizable last name helps, absolutely helps get you in room, helps with access. And that's what we're talking about ultimately is yeah. access. And that's what needs to change in our business and in, in our society is giving more people access to opportunity. Giving, right. Giving people the chance to thrive. And I, you know, I knew nobody in show business either. I'm from New Jersey, but I can't deny that I went to, a, I, I came from a community where it was expected that people go to college and I'm fucking lucky. I'm yeah. very lucky. Now that is what the access is. You, and I honestly think like, I wish more people who had success and certainly greater success than I have would say like, would acknowledge the luck of it. And, and, and it's not taking away, like you did get that shot. It just takes nothing away from your talent and nothing away yeah. from the hard work you did to have a, to build a career access. You get access. You don't get a career usually. Yeah. I mean, but so, so, um, so but you have but, to have the shit to back it up. Like if you get your foot in the door, that's great. Yeah. Maybe your name, but you have to back it up. Like you have to be able and, to have talent. And, 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 and Jenny, I'm interested in your and how you, what, like, you know, I know this isn't, I, I'm making you the guest now, but what, how did you get, what was your access point? My access was Twitter. I mean, it really was. I was in a, wow. I was a news producer in Houston, Texas, like in a newsroom. I got on Twitter. I start like writing jokes on the side and I, got noticed i mean that's that was it, it. Was, that was it like i didn't know anyone <laughs> i didn't have like that was my foot in the door and, and like, that was kind of, that's kind of, i agree that's the beauty of this stuff yeah that people denigrate jenny i mean it's like i your twitter or whether now it's tiktok or whatever it's taking away the gatekeepers yeah it, yeah exactly it's like it, you don't have to know someone or you know like your dad plays golf with someone to get so you know like there was none of that I mean, for me, well, and it wasn't that way, even when I was getting into the news business. I mean, I didn't know anyone. I graduated from college. My first job was operating the studio camera on a morning show and like rolled the teleprompter. Like that's how I started <laughs> off. <laughs> but it was like, hey, I got a foot in the door. And then I just worked my God, way. Hey, there's there's a sitcom I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I think that I think we could sell that in the room. Um, <laughs> But that, but, but like what you were saying, like for me, when I was on Twitter, all of a sudden I was getting all these followers and then people were like, Hey, my manager wants to meet you. My agent wants to meet. Like, that's how I got like, I mean, it was really 
100% through, through Twitter, but I had to be able to back it up if I was going to write something, if I'm going to, you know, like I had to have the shit to back it up instead of just saying, hey, I wrote this funny dick joke on Twitter. <laughs> Does that mean I, you know, have a fucking overall deal at Warner Brothers? <laughs> it's like, no, you, you actually have to do something in order to, you know. So that's, and that's the point, right? Like if the door opens, no matter how you get in the door, it's your job then to be able to keep it open. Yeah. And we can also talk, I mean, Danny, we've known each other a long time. You talk about longevity and that's something I'm really conscious of right now is, yeah. you know, the fact that I feel so blessed to be able to still work as an actor and a director after all of these years. And, and I say that humbly it, because I know how hard it is. I know how, yeah. I know how fortunate I am. And I know that there are many, many, many other people out there who can do just as good a job, if not better. And so I am very much support opportunity and access to for and to all. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that I think, yeah, maybe social media has allowed the gatekeeper to not have quite yeah. as much power. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm but when, like, but like when I started with Twitter and you know Danny and like I don't know how many years it's been now, Twitter is completely Sorry. different now, and I don't know that anyone could, you know, like have happened like what happened to me with Twitter. I don't think you could have that on Twitter again because now everyone's no, just but... angry. <laughs> There's nobody. It's like, <laughs> hey, this person's just funny writing silly shit. Everyone follow them. It's like, no. When you said that, why don't you think about people starving in Africa? Okay, is that funny to you? You're like, that's yeah. I was making fun uh, of Kardashians. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I know. I know. There's, it, I don't know that anyone could have that same like writing. Well, you know, it, I don't know. No, it's true. It's like you, 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 maybe you find it in a different medium, or maybe there, there's. Yeah. I mean, I've I've certainly been introduced to really funny people now through TikTok and Instagram, and yeah. and um. And uh, but it's not writing; it's more performing. But still, it's uh, you yeah. Know, it's amazing. So. Um, I, Chad, I have another story I've, I've, I've always meant to tell you, but I have a connection to you that is the another very, very strange connection. But I uh, I knew an actor on one of your shows before he you even had the show before you even knew um, Chris from Life Goes On, Corky. Yeah, and I'm not. This is not a joke. My um, the woman I went on to marry and subsequently separated from right now. But um, <laughs> but uh. But um, mm. she, a lovely person, Annette, I met, so I got out of college and I was looking for, and this is the eighties and uh, late eighties. And I'm like looking for a job in um, New York. Can't find one. Letterman didn't hire me. So <laughs> I read in the New York times, it said um, associate TV producer wanted for public television show. I was like, well, that sounds good. Went in. So it was a social service agency that was, that dealt with, um, that was really there for parents and families with developmentally disabled kids, like kids with down or severely yeah. autistic. And my, my ex was, um, uh, was a social worker who was dealing directly with them. I was, it was not a great fit for me, a comedy writer working with yeah. um, developmentally disabled kids. I maybe didn't have the sense. I didn't have the most sensitive touch in the world, but, um, <laughs> but one of the kids who she worked with or her team worked with was Chris. Chris Burke. Yep, yep, Chris Burke, and uh, worked at the. Uh, it was a place called the Young Adult Institute, which has changed oh. now. But that was, and he was, he was part of them. And and another person who worked there, we ran into. I ran into about like ten years ago, and we were just mentioning this, and uh, and and he, and which I didn't realize, but no, he was trying to act even then. Like they would put on plays, oh. and 
And so, uh, um, so that's that. How's that for a name to drop to you? So, so Chris Burke, who played Corky on Life Goes On, yeah, the show, the show that I won my double uh-huh. for the yeah. same role. Yeah. Yes, that that Chris Burke. What, what that be, and you cheat, like, you cheated on the second one, but okay, yes, whatever. Cheated yeah. on the second one, but but yeah, Chris Burke, and you know, um, Chris is uh, is doing well. He lives in New York. Uh, and I, I stay in touch with Kelly Martin, who played Becca on the show. And right. um, Kelly and Chris are in contact almost once a week. And, you know, he's 50 some years old. And, you know, his father was a New York City uh, uh, police officer. And yep. I it just uh, just in, I, I learned so much working with Chris. And here you guys will appreciate this. So apparently the way that show Life Goes On came about was Michael Braverman, who created Life Goes On, had created another show. And in the show was kind of an an ancillary character who happened to have Down syndrome, who was Chris Burke. The network did not pick the show up, but said, you know what? We want you to write a show that's centered around the character, the the young man who has uh, Down syndrome on the show, Chris Burke. And so around Chris Burke, he created the show Life Goes On. That's unbelievable. What can you imagine story. that happening to can you imagine that happening today? No. I know of course. So groundbreaking that that yeah. show was so groundbreaking. And I was so I just it was one of the best experiences of my life. And, and just so just so I can add myself to this, Danny, do you want to tell yeah. Chad what my mom's name is? Corky. <laughs> No joke. It's a, it's a nickname. It's not a real name. No, but her, her mom, mom has been quirky forever. And it's like, it's oh. like, for, cause for her so name is Carolyn, years. but she has gone by quirky since she was, oh. I think, 12, that's because te- there was like four Carolyns in her class or something. That's a, that's a Texas thing, right? That's got to be a, a Texas thing. Yeah. I don't that's know any it. other quirkies, and I don't even like under think that she even knew of, that that was a character on a show. Like I'm still not 100 sure, but yeah, she was like, "Well, there was everyone's name was Carolyn, so they just called me Corky, and that's she's it's Corky." Six, six degrees of of life goes on. It, I love it's that. It's amazing. Well, it was really, yeah. the Corky connection. I I know we're, we're, we're coming we're, we're coming up on our out time, so I do want to talk about um, things you're watching. We always do this at the end of every show. Like, yes. what, what have you watched? What are you recommending? What are you enjoying right now? Um, could be books, movies, TV. Usually, it's not books. Um, let's be honest with our show. But make sure, um, Chad, that you sound smart. Pick things. I, 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 I have a list. I have a list of books I wanted to sound smart <laughs> mentioning. This um, is so. Bo- you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I I when I because I've been directing a lot of late, and um, when I finish a job, which I just did recently. Uh, I just don't want to watch television. I just don't want to, my eyes are tired and I don't yeah. love read and I don't love to read. I'll be frank uh-huh. with you. So it doesn't leave a lot. Um, but what I have been watching of late, I just finished uh, mind Hunter. Um, the, the David Fincher yes. show yeah. on which Netflix. is Netflix, which was phenomenal. I'm such a big fan of David Fincher's. And as a director, I learned so much watching He's amazing how he covers scenes how he works with tension and pace. So as a director, I learn a lot watching, uh, watching that. And I really enjoyed the performances. Jonathan Groff, I couldn't believe that was him in that, in that role. I was like, wait, how do I know this guy? Oh, he's the, my God, he's the king from Hamilton. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. king from Hamilton. Yeah. He's the, he's every voice in Frozen. Um, and, the, yeah. and I wish, I really wish that I would have, ne- I could tell you the actor's name who played his 
his partner, but he was a revelation. Um, so I watched, I was watching that. And, and I, of course, like everyone else loved mayor of Easttown um, wow. was watched that and thought that was phenomenal. And I love documentaries. I love watching documentaries. So I watched, as I mentioned, I watched the um, social dilemma recently. Um, and just the other night I finished it and I watched, um, I love if, if you're really twisted and like a really strange story, uh, Evil Genius is one I have to recommend on Netflix. If you Evil Genius is yeah. Evil Genius. It, it, it keeps me up at night. It's so yeah. it, it, it it's so good, right? Like yeah. I, it's I, so I, good. I literally was like, I knew kind of the story, and like if the first episode of a show ends with like you know your protagonist blowing himself up and then it gets weird it gets weirder from there you know i had no idea the, story. i had no idea there was more story after that and it's such a better story it's like yeah so definitely watch evil genius yeah um, and, and then i you know nomad land was was phenomenal which i just got an opportunity to watch i hadn't seen and so i mean i try to stay current on you know i try to watch as much as i can as as we do in the business because i'm I'm also, um, you know, writing and trying to develop some things. Kelly Martin and I actually have a show that we've set up that we're going out to pitch, which I, mm. it's very exciting. And um, nice. I'd love to, I'd love, I hate to be that guy, but I, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it because it's actually going somewhere. And, um, and then, um, and I'm writing something, I'm actually writing an origin story about coming from Dayton, Ohio out to Point Doom in the seventies. And oh, that's what, awesome! And what that was like. Um, my brother Rob and I tried to to set that up once before, and we had a writer, and we were pitching, and then we got busy, and then he wrote an autobiography that kind of was basically everything we were talking about. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yeah, but I found a way to crack it, which was to put it in kind of uh, to look at it with a comedic uh, um, lens as opposed to dramatic lens because. So many things that happened. I've that's not a spam risk. That's my wife. How do I? Sorry. How do I? And my wife is calling. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm really. I wasn't trying to get off the, this this call. And no, but that's okay. No, these, <laughs> I'm having such I a good time. You. But I, 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 my my marriage ended because I didn't take her call because of this podcast. So I, so I I should I, okay. Well, I'll be calling you soon to fit, to roommate. Yeah. Maybe you and I could roommate because um, yeah. no, I mean, no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm divorced too, the, so don't worry. It's a yeah, we'll, we'll, show you, we'll show you the we'll show you the ins and outs. I mean, I have a feeling Jenny and I will just do our last one that we'll talk about because I think it's the same one. And yeah, it's going to be Woodstock. Oh, Woodstock '99. That was that documentary. Not mm. Bananas. Really? Yeah, it's on HBO. It is like I was in college when that happened. So I was like, oh, yeah, I I remember people even getting jazzed and wanting to drive from Huntsville, Texas to go. I'm like, that was such a fucking nightmare of a music festival. It was like Fire Festival before. My, my my wife was there and she 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 was she's told me stories about when things started burning, she's like, I think I need to leave. Like it, it yeah. apparently turned well, really bad fast. So she at least had the wherewithal to go, I think I'm going to leave. You're watching it the whole time. I'm like, they haven't had water or whatever, but these kids are like, I'm hanging. I'm, oh <laughs> I'm going to see oh. Limp Biscuit at the end of this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to see Limp, no, no offense. I wouldn't want to see Limp Biscuit in pleasant weather with plenty no. of bathrooms and, and lots of water. Like, and there's like, let alone rolling around in my own feces. <laughs> We've already discussed how we feel about feces at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. 
I was going to say that like, and uh, the White oh, Lotus. I still am. I'm, I'm on board. I, I'm on board. I and, okay. And then, I, uh, I don't know that. So I've got to see why I've seen it, but I will start now. Oh yeah. It's, Mike it's really White. Oh, Mike White does dark better than anyone. <laughs> like the whole time you're like, it's the most beautiful scenery. And I'm like, how could, how do I feel anxious and relaxed at the same time? Because I know. It's like gorgeous scenery, but then you're like, oh shit, what's about to happen? That's really good. And I also love The Prince, Gary Gennetti's show. It's on HBO. I've got to watch that. I heard it's good. We got to give that a shout out. Yeah. Um, very good. What about you? Okay. No, I'm, I'm, on board, I'm on board with all of those as we approach our, uh, our, our out time. So, um, but um, yeah, and I'm, of course, I want to just give Wellington Paranormal another shout out. That is so oh, good. I just watched the pilot. Loved it. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, Chad, um, this has been amazing. And um, I'd love to, and I, good luck with your projects. I'm sure when I read them, I'll say, that's actually good. I don't <laughs> know about that, but uh, but I hope you get a chance to. Yeah, um, I would love to. If, Norm like, like, yeah. if Norm's not available for punch up, you know, you can just get we'll do it. I, yeah, we'll do it. What, what about you guys? The, yeah, you, that's what I said. If Norm new... isn't available, we'll do it for you. We're the, we're, we're the new, um, we're the new, what's his name? I, Bruce Valange. Yeah, Bruce Valange. I never can remember his name. Okay. I get um, confused with hey, Danny, Bruce Valange all the time. Like, I don't yes. think yeah. I've answered your question um, <laughs> at, at all, which I'm going to, I have, so I am the type that will literally go home tonight, lay down in bed and go, I didn't answer his question sufficiently. No, you're, you're, and, you're, and, you're, you're you are completely wrong. You answered it beyond what it was worth. And so I am, I feel satisfied. But if it troubles you enough, this is just another excuse to have you back on because I feel like I could talk to you for another hour. Yeah. I really do. I, well, I feel like I feel the same and I appreciate you guys having an interest and it's uh, such a pleasure to get to see you guys and spend a little bit of time with you. Absolutely. Same here. This was so, very um, fun. I sure appreciate you doing it. And you're welcome back anytime you want. We, thank yeah. you. Well, That's let's wait and see. How, let's see how many downloads you get off of this. <laughs> people, people are really, if there's really a, a, an appetite for it, then I will. Okay. Yes, it's going to crash the system. Hey, doing it, Nation. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Uh, oh, and by the way, you want to plug the show we're going to be on? Oh, yeah. Time? This Sunday, August 8th, 7.30, Flappers, me, Danny. It's the first Jenny Johnson and Friends comedy show. How would you not want to go? We'll, we'll link it. Everyone get tickets. You don't want to miss out. Night, it's a Mary Lynn Rice Cub, Danny, me, David Murphy, Keetra Long, Maddie Fontana. It's going to be awesome. Oh, and Bill Dwyer. And if you want to awesome. see me the night before, so you get two nights of me, I'm going to be at the good night in North Hollywood at seven. And I'm going to be great. I'll, I'll talk <laughs> to you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you again. 